It's been a real joy over these last few weeks to look at this question, who is Jesus? That's the name of this sermon series that we've been going through over the last few weeks. And I know that it's a question that many people have asked in generations gone by and many people are still asking today. And maybe you're asking that question, who is Jesus? You know, I love the fact that although many people try to answer this question, many people had their own opinions of who Jesus was, when Jesus was here on earth doing his earthly ministry. But Jesus himself tells us exactly who he is. You know, he begins by telling everybody, I am. When he makes this claim, I am, he is saying that he is God in the flesh, that he is the son of God, that he is the majesty, the Messiah. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Jesus wants us to know, first of all, he wants you to know, first of all, that he is the son of God. He isn't somebody who's just demon possessed. He isn't just a prophet. He isn't just somebody who's just got a bit of a spiritual aura about him. He is God in the flesh. He is the son of God. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at these incredible statements that Jesus makes about himself, where he says, I am this or I am that. And today we're going to look at the fourth I am statement of Jesus. We've seen how Jesus says that he is the light of the world. We've seen how Jesus says he is the bread of life. And last time we looked at how Jesus says that he is the gate. And so today we're going to look at the first, fourth I am statement of Jesus, where he says that he is the good shepherd. Listen to what it says in John chapter 10, verse 11 to 21. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf come in. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, my own sheep, and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and they will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said he's demon possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? We see here that Jesus continues with his I am statements. Jesus wants us to know who he is, that he is a good God, a loving God. He is the bread of life. He's the one who provides every need that we have. He is the light of the world who guides us and brings life to us and doesn't lead us to death. He is the gate in which we are saved. He is the only way to salvation, the only way to eternal life. And he's the God who protects us. And yet Jesus here, he continues with this shepherding theme where he's talking about sheep 
And again, he refers to himself here, not just as a shepherd, but as the good shepherd. You know, throughout the Old Testament, the people of God knew God to be the shepherd. They often referred to God as the shepherd of his people. That's what God calls himself as well. The God who leads, the God who feeds, the God who guides, the God who protects. That's what our God does. And that's what Jesus is saying here, that he is the good shepherd. And he wanted everybody to know then in Israel at that time that he was their good shepherd. And he wants you to know today that he's your good shepherd and he's my good shepherd as well. And so today I want us just to look at a few of these things that Jesus says about why he's the good shepherd. A few of these claims and statements that he makes to show that he isn't just a shepherd, but he's the good shepherd. And he can be your good shepherd as well. Jesus, first of all, begins by saying that he's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus wants us to know, first of all, that he isn't just a hired hand. He isn't just somebody who's been employed to look after the sheep now and again, but that he is a good shepherd. He isn't just somebody who doesn't have a special attachment to the sheep, who just comes along for a day, does a bit of work for the sheep, and that's it, and goes on his own way. But he says that he is the good shepherd. Jesus says here that a hired hand, somebody who's just come to look after the sheep every now and again and doesn't have this relationship with them. He says that when danger comes along, when a wild animal comes along, that a hired hand would run away. He would flee for his life. He's only interested in himself. But Jesus says here that a shepherd would actually protect his sheep. He would protect his sheep from all danger. He would fight for his sheep. Likewise, all of us who have surrendered our lives to Jesus, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, then he is our shepherd as well. And we belong to him. We are his sheep and Jesus cares for us. Did you know that? That the God of the universe, the God who created you, the God who loved you, the God who laid down his life for you, he cares for you. He loves you. And Jesus, he takes responsibility for us. He looks after us. He even lays down, he laid down his life for us. That's how much he loves us and cares for us. He's not just like a hired hand, but he's a God who loves us and gives all for us to show how much he loves us and so that we can have a restored relationship with him. And not only that, he's a God who protects us and shields us from every enemy that comes our way. You know, the people at that time when who he was speaking to here, they would have been familiar with King David. I'm sure you've heard of David as well, the guy who killed the giant Goliath, who became the king of Israel. And you know, the Bible tells us that as a young shepherd boy, David looked after his father's sheep. And there were many times where David would have to protect his sheep from an enemy. Usually lions and bears, as it says in 1 Samuel chapter 17. That's what David did. He protected his sheep from the lions and from the bears. And he killed the lions and the bears because he loved his sheep. He loved his father's sheep. He knew his sheep. He was a good shepherd. But Jesus here wants us to know. And he wanted his, the people who were who listening to him there. He wanted them to know and you and I to know that he's far greater than David. Jesus doesn't just protect us from the enemies that come our way. But actually... He loves us so much that he was willing to lay down his life for us. And he laid down his life for us to protect us from the greatest enemy of all. We don't have lions and bears trying to kill us today, but we have a greater enemy. And that is the enemy of sin. 
which leads to eternal damnation. That's what that sin does. It leads us to an eternity of death in that place far away from God, that lake of burning fire, which is a very real place. And Jesus has come to stop us from going there. He's come to make a way possible for us not to go there. And he did that by laying down his life for you and for me. He also protects us against the enemy of our soul, Satan, the devil, and from all evil. That's what Jesus does for us. That's why he isn't just a shepherd or a hired hand, but he is the good shepherd. The only one who is willing to lay down his life for you and for me because he protects us. He loves us. He cares for us and he wants us to know him and know his life. That's how much God loves us by laying down his life for you and for me. You know, it says in Romans chapter five, verse eight, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much God loves you today. That's how much he loves me as well. So Jesus shows us, first of all, that he's the good shepherd by laying down his life for the sheep. He laid down his life for you and for me on Calvary 2,000 years ago, but he rose again. Secondly, Jesus wants us to know that he is, isn't just a shepherd, but he's the good shepherd because he knows his sheep by name. He knows his sheep. Again, compared with a hired hand, a hired hand who would come in for the day wouldn't know the sheep. He wouldn't have a, a relationship or a connection with the sheep. He wouldn't know which one's which. They would all just look like sheep to him and he would just feed them and look after them and be on his way. But Jesus says here that as the good shepherd, he knows his sheep. He knows us. He has this friendship. He has this connection, this interest in his sheep. And I want you to know today, and he wants you to know today, that if you're a disciple of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, he knows you. He calls you by name. He knows you. And you know, the way that we can know Jesus is by entering that gate. As I shared even last time, the way we can know him is by believing in his death and his resurrection. That is why, that's the only way to know in Jesus is by trusting in him and asking him to turn, to turn away from our sin and asking him to come into our life and be our Lord and Saviour. And he says here that the good shepherd and his sheep they have this intimate relationship, this close relationship, this interactive relationship. And Jesus declares you, he says, I know my sheep. Know today that God knows you. Jesus knows you. But also, not only does he know us, that we belong to him, that we are the children of God. We have ownership today. We belong to our God. He watches over us and cares for us. But Jesus also says in John 10 verse 14, not only does the shepherd know us, the good shepherd know us, but we, the sheep, we know him as well. We know his voice. He says, my sheep know me. You know, knowing Jesus isn't just about having intellectual knowledge about him. It isn't just knowing about him. It's actually knowing him in a real way. Just like we know our parents, our fathers, our earthly fathers and our mothers. That's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus wants you to really know, know him. Not just know about him, but to have a friendship with him, have a relationship with him. You know, Christianity, it isn't a religion. It isn't about going to church and doing a few things here or there. But Christianity is a relationship. Jesus made that way possible that you can know the living God, have a friendship with God, speak to him and have him speak to you. Have him guide you and know him in your life. You can know him right here and right now. You don't have to wait till eternity to know him. You can know him today. And that's what Jesus says, that he is the good shepherd and the sheep know him and he knows us. Jesus wants us to have an intimate relationship with him and a relationship where we know him and follow him and are obedient to him and know him in a real way. The third way in which Jesus is our good shepherd is that the good shepherd unifies his flocks. 
In other words, Jesus brings about unity. He brings us all together. You know, that's one of the amazing things that I love about the church is that the church isn't just an institution. The church is the family of God. We've been adopted into the family of God. God brings people of all different backgrounds, all different races, of all different ethnicities. He brings them all together and we are united. You know, back in the day, back in even a few generations ago, Christians would often call themselves brothers and sisters. This is brother so-and-so and this is sister so-and-so. And I love that and I feel like even that today is gone. But that's what Jesus has come to do. He's come to bring us together. We are part of the family of God. We've been united together. Jesus says then in John chapter 10, 16, he says that there were even some who weren't, who weren't part of the sheepfold, but he was going to bring them in. Jesus wanted the people to know that God didn't just come to save Jewish people and bring the Jews together, but he's also come to seek and save that which was lost, which is the Gentiles as well. Through Jesus, all who would put their trust in him, all who would surrender their lives to him, can have a relationship with him. We can be called his people today, Jew, Gentile, no matter who you are, no matter what nation you're from, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what your background is, no matter what your past is, your education, your job, what mistakes you've made. Jesus has come to bring us all together. We're all part of the family of God and he's come to unite us. We're all loved by him equally. He's come to make a way possible for all followers to be united. You know, when Jesus comes again, which he is, he's going to come again. He's coming for a united church, a united people. That's what Jesus is coming for. Not a divided church where there are so many different divisions and arguments. He's coming for a united, for a united church, a church that is, loves one another. You know, Jesus said, even to his followers, that the world out there would know that they belong to him by their love for one another. And that comes as we surrender our lives to Jesus and the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and his love is shed abroad in our hearts. We have his love for one another. And I pray that the world would recognize the church, not because we meet on a Sunday, not because we're goody two-shoes people, that people would see Jesus in us through the way that we love one another, the way that we serve one another, the way that we are united for each other. I want to encourage you to be a person who builds each other up, who encourages other people, who is always there for other people. Let's be a people who genuinely love each other, not just by saying it, by also showing it as well. We are to be united together. And that's what Jesus has done. He's brought us all together and we are united together and we will be in heaven. There's not different places for different denominations. We're all going to be united together. And that's what the Good Shepherd does. He unifies his sheep. And finally, the fourth way that Jesus is the Good Shepherd is that the Good Shepherd has authority over all. That's what he wants us to know. In verse 17 and 18, Jesus is talking about his coming death upon the cross. And Jesus says that he willingly and voluntarily lays down his life for all of his sheep. You know, when we read about the, the Good Friday story, even as we celebrated it a few weeks ago, as we read about what happened when Jesus died on the cross, it might seem like other people was instigating this and it was because of them that Jesus died. You know, it was because of Caiaphas or Herod or it was because of Pontius Pilate that Jesus died or it was because of the Roman officers on the guards who nailed him to the cross. It was because of them that they died, that he died or because of the religious leaders that he died. But Jesus wants us to remember and know that he has authority over all and that they didn't kill Jesus. But Jesus willingly laid down his life. He surrendered his life. He didn't have to. 
but he willingly laid down his life for his sheep, for you and for me, so that we could be saved. He took the punishment for your sin and my sin, so we could be reconciled to God. He, he laid down his life, and because of that, he has authority over all. He has power over all. He laid down his life, but Jesus also said, but I'll also take it up again. Jesus raised to life as well. Three days later, he overcame death. He overcame sin. He overcame Satan. Jesus conquered it all. And he has authority over all. Know today that Jesus is sovereign over all. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus has authority over all because he laid down his life for his sheep. Know today as we come to a conclusion that Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. He's the good shepherd who knows his sheep and the sheep know him. He's the good shepherd who unifies his sheep together. And he's the good shepherd who has authority over all. You know, even after sharing this, there were people in the crowd who were still divided about uh, wondering who Jesus is. They were arguing over who Jesus is. Listen to what it says in verse 19 to 21 of John 10. It says, when he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said he's demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, this man doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Some thought he was demon-possessed. Some thought that tried to defend him and knew that he was the son of God, that he is the good shepherd. But you know, even today, even as people still debated about that, I'm sure you were wondering today, and maybe there are some people online right now and you still are questioning and debating, who is Jesus? You know, as I said, even in the first week, every single person on this earth will have to answer that question at one point. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? Is he a madman possessed by demons? Is he a prophet? Is he just a good teacher or a good guy? Was he just some historical figure? Or is he the good shepherd? Who do you say that Jesus is? I wonder if you do believe that Jesus is the good shepherd. I wonder, are you following him? Do you know him? Are you being led by him? Have you surrendered your life to him? Do you know his voice? Does he know you? And I pray that he does. We can trust today that our God is a God who loves us and cares for us. He is the good shepherd who protects us, leads us, feeds us, guides us. He's the good shepherd who is for us. He knows us, he lays down his life for us, and he brings us together. That is our good shepherd who has authority over all. So I wonder today, who do you say that Jesus is? Do you say today that he is the good shepherd? If so, surrender your life and follow him, for he'll never abandon you, he'll never fail you. He is indeed the good shepherd. Amen. Well, today I want to give you an opportunity to respond to this message. You've heard about Jesus, how he is the good shepherd who laid down his life for you. You've heard how much he loved you, that he willingly took your place, the punishment that you deserved, so you could know him. You've heard there's only one way to heaven, and that's by believing in Jesus, turning away from your sin, and by believing that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, that he is King of kings and the Lord of lords. And today you know that God has been speaking to you. But I'd like to give you this opportunity to ask him to come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour. He is the gateway and he loves you so much that he's made this way possible. In a moment, I'm going to say a prayer and I'd love to include you in this prayer. The words of the prayer are going to be on the screen. And today, if you'd like to know Jesus as your good shepherd, then please repeat these words after me and mean it in your heart. Maybe you're doing this for the first time or maybe you're resurrendering in your life then please, in a moment, say these words after me, mean it in your heart, and today you can know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and the forgiveness of all your sins. Amen. Shall we pray together? 
Please repeat these words after me if you're asking Jesus to come into your life. Dear Jesus, today I surrender. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I ask that you would save me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Today I choose to follow you and ask that you would be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for the fresh start I now have in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer today, you've made the best decision that you will ever make. Jesus Christ has come into your life. He is your Lord. He is your Saviour. He is the Good Shepherd who will lead you. He has come to give you eternal life and now your eternity is secure. The old is gone. The new has come. You're a new creation in and through him. And today the Bible says that when you've made that decision, all of heaven is celebrating and we at Gateway Church, we are celebrating. I'm celebrating with you today for this decision that you've made. And we'd love to know about it. Right now, there's going to be a link that will pop up in the comment section or whatever platform you're watching this on. It's going to be a link to our website, gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk forward slash no God. If you said that prayer today, please click on that link and it will take you to our website. On that page, you'll find out a little bit more about the decision that you've just made. Right at the bottom of that page, there is a form. If you've said that prayer today, please fill out that form to let us know about this decision. And then we as a church, we'll introduce ourselves to you. We'll get in touch with you and send you a few things just to begin to help you on your new journey in following Jesus. But please know it is the best decision that you will ever make, that Jesus is now your good shepherd. Amen. Amen.